happy week off, partially, for Atlanta United folks. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, beginning of League's Cup week. It's the beginning of Women's World Cup week. And a lot of other things going on that we're going to talk about. But I'm Tyler Pilgrim here alongside Sydney and Tommy. How you guys doing? Doing well. I mean, it's busy, busy next couple of days. I mean, the All-Star game is happening like a half hour from right now when we're recording. I mean, we're live obviously at 7, but for you podcast folks, you'll be hearing this when the All-Star game is over. And then as you said, Women's World Cup this week. You know, this Women's National Team in action on Friday morning against or Friday night, I should say, against Vietnam. And then Leafs Cup starting on Friday, so... Like you said, a very full week. Tommy, what is up? All the soccer. All, All of the soccer. soccer. Every I, I was trying to catch up on the uh, I was trying to catch up on the skills competition. It's, it's just so weird. I'll start like I just wonder like like it looked fun. Like what Almada did, you know, playing ski ball or whatever. Like that's cool. <laughs> like you think like people from other countries just come here and like they like you walk onto the field and you just see this gigantic ski ball thing up there, and you're thinking to yourself, "The hell have I got myself into?" What are we doing? It's American here? soccer, baby. <laughs> you know what I was really surprised to hear about last night was uh, Aaron Ramsdale, Arsenal goalkeeper, talking about um, how he used to play goalie wars when he was a kid. He was like, "I haven't played that since I was like ten years old." <laughs> and here, here, like the All Star Skills Challenge is like one of the things that they have they brought back, uh, which was fun, by the way. It was it was really fun to watch. Actually, I enjoyed it a lot more than I think I have in the past. The whole thing, the whole. The Do whole they bring shebang. it back? Huh? Do they bring it back? I would love. I would love for them to do it in some shape, form, or fashion. I think they probably do. I'd like be up it. for it. I'll admit I didn't watch much of it last night or a Tuesday night. Um, I was I had some other plans going on at that time. But I hear it went well, and I saw like the video of the ski ball thing with Almada. So yeah, it sounded like a fun night. But um, like I said, All Star game going on, not right now, but will be on Wednesday night, and then yeah, League's Cup, Women's World Cup this week. So, so a lot to get to, even though Lady United are on break. Yeah, we have a packed show tonight, actually, which is strange because it is Atlanta's week off, but. We're going to get a quick recap. We're not going to talk too much about it because we've probably beat the dead horse enough already. But we're going to talk about Orlando. We're going to talk about the League's Cup in general. Obviously, we have uh, a big, big month ahead of us. Not just us, Atlanta. Who knows how it's going to go for Atlanta. But uh, Messi making his intro in the League's Cup. So he might have a, a trophy in MLS already by the end of the month. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> we're going to be having the Battered Herons on, which is an Inter-Miami podcast they're they're good friends of, of the show tommy's been on there a couple times they're gonna come on we're gonna have a good time with them and uh probably give them a little bit of crap about you know roster rules and everything else and we've got some atlanta united news to discuss we'll hit on the the skills challenge the all-star game probably give you guys some updates as it's going on we'll have it in the background and uh yeah it's just it's gonna be busy so oh, do we win i know we kind of took notes about what we're going to talk about. Do we want to have on these first or leave that after the hearing guys get on? Or I can, I can run through the news do? real quick. There's not, not a lot of news, relatively speaking. Um, and then we'll get to, I see some of you guys already asking in the chat, you know, do y'all think we'll make it out of the group? Other things like that. We want you guys to, to definitely dive into the chat tonight because 
it'll be us. It'll be the battered herons on as well. So it'll be a fun show. So we definitely want to get you guys guys involved. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, news guys. There's there's new breaking news. What is the well, breaking? Doug news? Doug Roberson news? says we signed Rossi. Oh, did he now? Really? No, no. Exactly. Doug, Doug, look, Doug, Doug has is, been uh, th- this whole thing. Like people are so mad because Doug's just saying Trans- this transfer is not happening. There's no way. There's no way. Ugh. I'm look. I'm still holding out hope because I don't. I don't know Doug's reasoning behind just shooting it down. I haven't talked to him about it. I probably should, but I don't know if it's because of like a roster rule thing that he he was under the impression of or whatever. Or if he has somebody at the club saying, no, we're not doing that. Either way, it ain't 100%. It'd be a great move. 100%. I'm going to hold out for it until it's yeah. until Atlanta United comes out and says it ain't happening or this transfer window's over with. Yeah, he was incredibly well, productive kinda did. the LAFC, but... What do you mean they kind of did? Did you hear? You heard, right? What did I hear? Yeah. I didn't hear. Oh, so Carlos was on the pregame show um, before oh. the Orlando game with the guys, and like he brought it up. He said, oh, like, it's, it would be hard to bring him in. Like, I feel like if, if you're actually interested in him, the way Atlanta United does it, they're not going to talk about it. Maybe. Or, uh, you know, there's always the thought process of you don't want to give too much information or, or even come out and act like you're not interested to keep the price from getting driven up. Maybe. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I'd be in favor with it, of it, I should say. Um, he's been incredibly successful with, or he was incredibly successful with LEFC. And, I mean, didn't win a championship there, but part of that team that won Supporter Shield and I believe broke the record for most points in the NHL, MLS history. Um, so he knows what it takes to win. He's been with a winning organization. And, yeah, I mean – it would seem that this move wouldn't be happening, but I mean, stranger things have happened. I mean, we could see a maybe a one eighty. Who knows? Yeah. But Zell said, "Shut up, Tommy. We're getting Rossi." Uh, <laughs> I'm not against it. I just love the drama. I love the Twitter drama. Like we have no game this week, so let's just Hashtag watch transfer drama. Yeah. Silly season. It, it is, but yeah. Doug's been pretty passionate about it. So, like, if this happens. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hey, you know, here's the thing. You win some, you lose some. It'd be what mm-hmm. it'd be. Um, the thing the, You've got people from Turkey coming out saying, like, that teams are interested, right? You have – I mean, of course, it's broad. There is one account that admittedly has a ton of followers. It says it's Atlanta United that's interested. Who knows? You know, I, I don't know. That's the thing about this. This is why I don't – unless it's something very specific that I can talk about. I'm, I'm not coming out saying like yes or no or, or anything like that. Like if, if I've got information, like an agent says, Hey, yeah, like for sure, put it out there. You got a process you got to go through. Right. Um, if, if Doug has something that he knows specifically for sure that is not happening, I mean, that's his prerogative. That's, that's how he's going to handle it. Um, but at the end of the day, this interest, I don't think came out of nowhere. Right. I don't think this was just like, a, oh, all of a sudden Atlanta is interested in, in Rossi. Like, that's not typically how this works. I don't think some guy in Turkey at the club was like, 
hey, let's let's pick that one team that's been floundering for the past three and a half years and be like, yeah, they've got money. Let's let's see if they want to do something. Like it's just not really, I think, how anybody works around the world in terms of transfers. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, speaking of transfers, um, right before we came on, I saw that it's not Lady United related, but Nashville SC had turned down an offer for Henny Mukhtar from a Saudi Arabian, Arabian club for $7 million. So either they feel that they could get a red price elsewhere or they want nothing to do with Saudi Arabia and all the crap that's going on over there. Uh, you know, the Saudi club would be willing to pretty much have Hanny write his own check if he were over there because of all the money they have. But yeah, apparently it's not happening. So, and, and Hanny also came out and said he, he wanted to, he wanted to stay in MLS. So I think that's a big yeah. factor. Yeah, looking for an extended deal with Nashville. So yeah. I think that speaks to the quality of MLS. I think a lot of people dog it, but I think that speaks to the quality of him wanting to kind of stay here and put down roots here in the United States. I mean, if a Bundesliga team comes calling, uh, maybe mid or mid lower of the table, I mean, that could change the equation a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, Henny looking like he's staying in MLS for now. Um, but outside of that, um, outside of the Diego Rossi thing, um, outside of the Saba thing, we haven't had any chance of rumors for Atlanta United um, this window. As of yet, I mean, of course, we have uh, Tristan Muyamba, who's here already, waiting for his visa. So that's one incoming signing, or that's already here. And then Saba, Lemonije, I um, haven't heard much about that. Um, yeah, that kind of hit, and then so, Diego Rossi took over. <laughs> and then yeah. it was like, Hey, what, who, Saba, who, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't yeah. count that out yet. Right. I don't think that's gone. I don't know though. We'll see. Um, but here's the thing as far as, cause we'll, we'll stick on the transfer rumor topic for a second. And then I'll hit the, the other news. They've come out publicly. Everybody, Bocanegra, Lagerway, both on the radio. Uh, Pineda has said it to us at training. Like they're looking for one to two more players now that you've got Muyamba in here, right? Uh, the the League's Cup roster came out today. Muyamba's on it. And uh, I think it might have been Zilf. Zilf, I'm going to call you out. Correct me if I'm wrong. It, it might have been Zilf. might have been James, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, somebody did point out, rightfully so, that Atlanta has used up 28 of their 30 roster spots for yeah. the League's Cup. So you've got two open ones there. Yeah. Who are those going to be for? Because because yeah. here's the thing: you make your roster, but that doesn't mean like for example, Nick Firmino. And this is a question that kind of popped up today. Uh, okay, Zilf, it was you, Holla. Um, so, did you say Holla? Holla, I did say Holla. He said Holla. I, I did say Holla. This is the way the show's going to go today. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> um. So Firmino, as an example, is we all know how much everybody's been wanting him to be on the first team. You also understand that you have the four MLS call-ups a year. Then they can play in two MLS games. And and what I had to clarify today, and I asked the club specifically because I wanted to know for sure, four call-ups for a guy like Nick Firmino, right? Because I think Nick Firmino is the name that everybody's most interested in. Mm-hmm. But this applies to Brennan, uh, mm-hmm. Cobb, like a handful of others. So Nick Firmino can get called up four times in the entire year by the first team, period. That doesn't matter what. Including League's Cup. 
including yeah, regardless competition. Okay. Which is weird, but it's for the whole thing, the whole shebang. So out of the times that he is called up out of those four, he can play twice in an MLS game. So that doesn't count towards the league's cup. So he's got, I think, two call-ups left, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's just so I know it's confusing as crap. Yeah. Um, I think he's got two call-ups left. He could get called up during this window and play one of the games, either Miami or Cruz Azul, or they could try to yeah. save him until they make it out of the group if they make it out of the group. That yeah. if he plays in that match, it doesn't count towards his actual time MLS playing time. in MLS. Yeah. Now now that only happens if there's a full moon during the call up <laughs> and it's the summer solstice. You gotta hold your tongue sideways. Yeah. And like jump yeah, up and just down. Trying to figure out there, there's something else, you know. Turn the lights I, off. You gotta play like Dixieland Delight Spin in the around background. Five times. If yeah. the call, if 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 his birthday's on an even year, then it does the call up doesn't. It's so ridiculous. Get out it of here, MLS. Please, yeah, please just make to... it make sense. Make the the salary cap make sense, please, because we all really want to know about it. Because we got a bunch of cheaters coming on here in a couple minutes, know, talk right? to us about how Miami's cheating. We're just gonna throw it out there. I hope they're listening. Don't, I'm I'm ready for the, it. Don't degrade <laughs> our guest, Tommy. Come on, <laughs> be nice. But we'll no, no, no we're it. going we're in on this one. This is the no, way no, 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 no. These guys, these guys deserve it. We'll, 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 no. we'll have fun with them. I agree. Messy, messy aside, and we'll we'll talk about that later with the Van Herens guys. Messy aside, the MLS rules are just incredibly convoluted. It's just insane. So hopefully those change. And I know there have been stories about ESPN talking about MLS rules and how really archaic they are. So. Hopefully those change and President Chip saying it perfectly. Change, yeah. Wait, yeah. ESPN talked about suck. it. Well, it, it is an opinion article. It's an article. Oh, okay. Um, not not a news hit or anything like that. But I thought they gave yeah, up on MLS. No, <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, well, Messi's coming. That's why they care. Right. But um, no, no. I mean, I think everyone agrees the MLS rules are just very, very. Not conducive to the league's long, yeah. <laughs> Not conducive to the league's long-term growth, and things really do have to change. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that at length. Um, not only with better adherence guys, but you know, throughout the next few weeks and months, and yeah, going to 2024, I'm sure. But yeah, my favorite part about today was the fact. <laughs> I, I don't even want to say like I, I should save this until. The, Till the batter here and the guys are on. But Miami, they put out their roster today and it has a player on it that they haven't even publicly come out and officially signed yet. <laughs> yeah. Was it, Alba? It, it, it cracks me up. Was it I Jordy I Alba? Know. I didn't see it. Yeah, it was Alba. Uh, well, I guess that's happening, I'm sure. Yep. Um, yeah, love the Benton here and his crew coming on in about 15 minutes, I think, talking into Miami. Lionel Messi and more. Quick so, news. What else we got? And and this is uh we, we went out of order here, but that's okay. So obviously we know All Star Week is happening now. Um you had the skills challenge last night, which we'll talk about in a second, because you have uh this this kid named Almada who went out there and actually showed the rest of the rest of MLS up. Uh to be fair, Danny Boanga killed it last night and everything he was a part of. 
Christian Bateke, not so much. Uh, he was he was pretty rough. And uh, Jesus Ferreira, pretty rough. But Almada, you you can you can shout out Atlanta. Atlanta represented well last night in the Skills Challenge. I was super proud of that. Good. Um, so we'll we'll hit on kind of what he did. But the other All Star game that's going on today, obviously the main one, but you also had the MLS Next All Star game. Sean Lanza and Rocket Rita Rita both represented Atlanta United this morning. What a name. At, I think it was yeah, <laughs> what a name. <laughs> Uh, this morning at I think it was ten thirty when they kicked off. Um, they're the second pairing in two years to represent MLS Next Pro, because last year it was Noah Cobb and my mind just went blank on who the other one was, and we've been talking about them on this show before. Anyway, you had <laughs> you had two two each year, so that's uh, I think it was Gordon. Anyway. They they so anyway Atlanta's being represented well at this at this uh -huh. All Star game, in both sides of it. So, uh, unfortunately, the West one was not not our guys' day. They got up two nil in the first half, gave up two in the second half, and then lost on penalties. So yeah, but yeah, kudos to them for making it. Sipich from Nashville scoring twice in the first half for the East. Um, really still. Rally Galaxy in the 70th and Weboo from LEFC the 89th minute right before the final whistle. So, well, not final whistle, but yeah, right before the other final whistle. So, went straight to penalties after that and then West won 5 4. But good to see Sean and Rocket getting out there. And again, a lot of young kids coming through the ranks uh, for MLS Next Pro and then below that, the Academy. So, really good to see those guys get out there. Unfortunately, their team lost, but. Still a great experience to take back to them to Atlanta. And it's bragging rights, you know. It's yeah. it's a big deal. So, um, and then the other kind of other side Atlanta news: Paolo Neto, who, if you guys follow any of the EMLS stuff, he has killed it over the past few years. He's killed it. He he won the MLS competition. He's won. He just won for Brazil the the international competition like two days before he went to the, the FIFA E-World Cup. And then uh, he had the hangover, unfortunately. He got out there. They were in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And he just uh, – he had a, he struggled. And he struggled. He got grouped, unfortunately. So yeah. he, he is on his way back home already. But um, the dude the dude does not lack talent, for sure. I've, we've seen, I've seen the guy play a lot. I don't know how much you know folks typically follow it. But the dude, the dude can play some FIFA, for sure. So – Super happy for him. I hate, you know, I hate that it happened to where he was out so quickly. But hey, it's Atlanta United news. The guys brought more trophies than the, than the other teams have in the past two years. <laughs> we got to talk about it. That's that's actually not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, as harsh as that is, it's not yeah. wrong. But hey, it got to uh, point it out. The dude, the dude's a baller though. I, I like I like Paolo. We need to get him on the show yeah. one day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, would I'm sure I would not do well against him. Like it probably he could probably just name a score line against either of us and Yeah, dude, I'm not I'm not drag us. <laughs> I'm not one to sit here and brag about how how good I am at FIFA. I'll play some Halo. I'll play some Call of Duty. But FIFA is not my game like that. I'll play FIFA to just have fun. Tommy, what's your game of choice these days? I'm pretty good at FIFA. Like well I've gotten better. Like I, I played James, you know, one of our listeners on here a few times. I know we played once, and I think he was messing with me 
But like I, I could I like I think like when I play my seasons, I play on like the second hardest difficulty. My favorite FIFA uh, story real quick. My buddy, like he he loves FIFA. He, he's he got me into playing it. He kept playing and like he would he was playing on easy, like one of the easier modes. So like he would like be screaming and yelling, like telling his wife how good he was at FIFA. And I'm like, but you're playing on easy. One day he goes to the bathroom. And I changed all his settings on a season. <laughs> so he comes back, you know, like a couple weeks later. And, and I go, oh, I haven't heard about your season. He's like, I don't know, man. This game got like really hard because he goes, he gets all the extra money. He signs like every person he wants. So he has like a stacked team. He's got like, he, he's got Saudi money and he's paying for every single player out there. And he goes, it's just getting really hard lately. And I didn't realize I turned it on the second hardest mode possible. <laughs> and he just couldn't... I think, I think he just thought he sucked. He's like, I had to put the controller down. I actually stopped him from playing FIFA for a, a good couple of weeks there because yeah. he was getting a little frustrated. So I was I was like a proud person when he, when he told me that story. You guys um, watch Mark Goldbridge, right? His videos. I don't know who that is, no. Yeah, look him up. He's, um, a, big, he's a big Manchester United supporter. But... Um, he has oh, I have YouTube seen him. Yeah, channel. yeah, you probably have. Like, is he the just... one that like goes off? Yeah, that's yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, that's um, yeah. We gotta get Tommy to interview him sometime. Two of them talking about Men United and yeah, their travails over the past few years and whether Speaking or not of... they can actually win something this year, twenty three, twenty four. I don't know, Tommy. I don't know if it's gonna be that year for you. <laughs> it's always our year. Okay. <laughs> How long? Your year. Your year for what? Getting back. I mean, we're in Champions League. That's that's all you really need, right? That's now. All that matters. Yeah. <laughs> so, real quick, Tommy, who who did you interview the other day? That oh, on uh, yeah, we, yeah, on our YouTube channel, we have an interview for uh, this Jake. Uh, he is from the band The Mayday Parade, pop punk band. Uh, super into Atlanta United. He went to the U.S. Open Cup Championship game. Uh, follows the team real hard. He knows about all the weird MLS rules. We talked about that. We talked about Messi coming in and talked about the struggles of Atlanta United and how he follows the team while he's on tour. He's a super huge soccer fan in general. Like He was actually a Galaxy fan for a long time, and uh, he's from Atlanta, and he decided to follow him, start following him from the beginning, and here we are. Yeah, good interview. Uh Take a listen. Go check it out. It's over on the YouTube. Not yep. not a Patreon thing. Yeah, I tried to interview was... Fallout Boy yesterday for Doug. Like, <laughs> see if I could set something up and <laughs> didn't work. If you could ever get Doug to just say anything positive about Fallout Boy, I'll give you fifty bucks. I never want to say anything positive about Fallout Boy after last night. Um, I had to take like a two-hour nap before this just to make this on time and stay awake. So. <laughs> You and your your concerts, man. I only yeah. got two more for the year. Two more. Uh, that yellow carbon was pretty sweet, though. I'm not gonna lie. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We got um. We got a lot. By the way, kind of switching gears. We got a lot coming up. Um. Now we're talking about least cup women's world cup. Uh, I think we got some watch alongs coming up, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, we're gonna do a watch along for the Miami game. Mm-hmm. on Tuesday and then I think we've confirmed this we're going to do a watch along on Wednesday for the US women's match uh, so that's at 9 9 p.m. right against the Dutch yes 9 p.m. it's going to be a big game that was 
the final yeah that's the final four years ago yeah and that was a crazy like, game too that's where Roosevelt actually absolutely went crazy a fellow ohio native tommy by the way um as you noted to me on twitter the other day but yeah that incredible goal really iconic goal for rose and yeah we'll be watching along for that on yeah next wednesday a week from fun, right fun story about that that match actually um so back in 2019 during the last women's world cup we went to go watch Atlanta United play the Rebels. Mm-hmm. And that uh, was one of the best matches in, in terms, like if you were a neutral, it was fun. Like for Atlanta, it was really irritating because they ended up drawing 3-3. You know, it was one of those where it was like, oh, we should have beat them like we did in the, the playoffs the year before. And it was wild. It, you know, it had a little bit of everything. It had the late goals, the very late goals, Atlanta giving up the late goal to, to end up drawing instead of winning. But they actually let you come into the bins like mm-hmm. three hours early and you could go in get your seats and you could watch the the final on the halo board up at the top mm. so we got to watch the whole match up on the halo board it was really neat it was it was super yeah. cool so yeah, got to okay. celebrate that cool. that day it was cool i liked it it's a long day though like because people that go in like i'm sure they sell alcohol in there so you're you're drinking all day there you're yeah. watching that game and then taking a break and i just remember i was I went out for brunch and I think watched the game and then just came home and finished watching that game. I was already mm-hmm. in the bag before that game even started. So <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine watching it in there and that. Atmosphere. You guys think you guys think they'll win it again this year? Yeah, Ooh. I do. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. To they got a lot of injuries. Um, a lot of youth. Yeah, they, I mean, if if they do win, it really just shows you it's a testament to how they've gotten there. They're young, younger players ready for this moment, for sure. But because they they have been missing some of these veterans, and some of them are just coming off the injury list, it would be it's going to be tough. But if they do it, I mean, it it's I think it's a much more impressive win than than four years ago, for sure. Yeah, I, I actually uh, had a chance to go to a couple of script stage matches when it was in France in 2019. So I saw the Sweden match at Parc de Prince. And Paris, and then oh, that's cool. Mets against yeah, the Mets um, at Le Havre. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's a pretty cool experience. But yeah, I don't know if they're going to win. To be honest with you, I'm calling it. We'll I see. Think they will. We'll see. Granted, in the past four years, the the quality of the women's game in general in this world has gone up immensely. So it, it's not going to be a cakewalk by any means. If they don't win, I think they'll show well regardless. So, speaking of that, real quick, I just read that FIFA this year, we're talking about the FIFA video game. So, that made me think of it that you can now play like when you're playing like the ultimate team, you know, so you're collecting the cards, picking your best team. You you can have men and women like playing on the same team. And Mm. there was like an article just about how you can't like abuse the women, like if like because you're gonna see like a video of like Messi like just taking out Rose Lavelle, like breaking her leg. Would it be Messi or would it be Ronaldo? I it could be Ibarra for all we know, right? Uh, (laughs) Like you don't know, but they were talking about how they were, you know, it's all being in there and how they got to make sure that those videos don't go viral, right? Like I know the WWE video game they stopped it, so like you the men can't fight the women anymore in those games just because. You were getting those crazy videos of like, you know, uh, the rock just like hitting the, 
I didn't know that man with a steel chair like 30 i'm trying to make at least for people know like some of these names that i have like just hitting her with the steel chair 30 times <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right real quick because the batter herons folks daniel and chris they are they are waiting patiently so we'll get them in in one second i'm gonna go through just a couple things um from the chat i'm just trying to scroll back up because like like we said before we obviously you know we want you guys to get involved with the conversation um, this is, I guess, I guess we can ask this one now, and then when when the guys get on, they can they can answer it. Um, all saying, did Miami just get in trouble for contract shenanigans? Uh, actually, that's something that maybe we will talk to them about in general, just because it is a it's a relevant story. You know, like we can we can joke around and everything about this whole messy and friends thing, but yes, that was a story. Also included our old friend Paul McDonough, who actually came from Atlanta United before so it's it's all relevant um let's see yeah bruno saying kai havertz won the the spoon award last night kai havertz was pretty bad in the skills challenge last night it was it was pretty rough uh for what it's worth just so you guys know if you didn't watch it go watch the videos from an atlanta perspective almada he beat the record by one second on the passing challenge i think his first three passes were all dead on and then he had a little bit of trouble hitting the fourth one and then he hit the final one in two shots. So I think he did it in like 27 seconds or something. And then the nice. yeah the ski ball thing, uh, which was the first, like the touch challenge, I think, where he he honestly he got shafted. I'm not gonna lie because they they you know you obviously you're getting service from your two partners on both sides and they're sending it in and they did pretty good. But then they they send the last five of these orange balls that count double out of like a a, a cannon or a really it's like a pitching machine and they were sending like two or three over the box, like where he couldn't even get to it. And I was like, dude, this is, this is my collusion. Up. It is. I don't like it. Speaking of collusion, I think we're about to, to talk to some guys that we know are. a little bit about league collusion, right? Maybe, Uh-oh. maybe with that being said, uh, we do appreciate the battered herons guys, Daniel, Chris, uh, y'all coming on because, it, look, Tommy's like a freaking regular on y'all's show. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Tommy one time. We love having Tommy on. Yeah, Tommy one time is, is, is awesome. You guys are awesome too, Sydney and Tyler. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate so, it. Thanks well, for yeah, coming we, on. Yeah, it was entertaining. Yeah, Listen, yeah, you guys talk. Some FIFA. Uh, Paul McDonough. I could go without hearing his name ever again. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a little sort of subject, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I can always I can always go with some FIFA talk. I'll talk FIFA cards with you guys all day and week. Oh, yes. that's, that's how I rank how, players. That, that's how we scout on our show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not far from what I do in general. Like, I'm like, hey, Atlanta's getting this guy. I got to go look him up on FIFA and see how he's Exactly. Do. Give us an idea. Yes. So introduce yourselves, I guess, to, to the yeah. folks that may not know you. Just, you know, again, Tommy's been on the all show a few times, but who, who y'all be? Go ahead, Chris, you start off. <laughs> well, I mean, we're the battered herons, right? We, we have a podcast you know, representing all battered fans throughout the Inter-Miami webverse, right? And uh, we're on every Monday and, and Wednesday at 9 o'clock. And, uh, and, and we're happier today than we were a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'll, I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> am I wrong there, Danny, or, or what? No, we haven't won a game. We, we, we're winless in the last 11 weeks or 11 games, I guess. So uh, obviously it hasn't been the best of times. But, you know, over the – you know, I didn't – that last loss on Saturday against St. Louis, I didn't feel it. 
I'm not, it's like it never even happened, honestly, because I, once it was over, you knew that it was less than 24 hours before we got to see Messi in person. Like, we're good. We're good. But yeah, we're uh, we, Monday, Wednesdays, we've been doing this a little over a year now. Um, obviously, it's blown up a little bit since the whole Messi announcement. But um, yeah, we, we just we're, we're not re- necessarily reporters. We just yeah. we, we we I know there's a lot of reporting. I think just about all of the Inter Miami podcasts are all have some type of reporting or media person in. I think it might be the only one that's just solely just fans. And we kind of try to stick in our lane. We we don't really want to say that we know anything, even though over the last year you kind of get to know people. So you yeah. end up finding a little bit of information here and there, but we don't go out reporting or anything. We just want to have fun, and we're just here to, you know, entertain. Yeah, I've had some interaction with Franco um, on yeah, Twitter Franco. and then Alex. Panizo. Yeah, Franco Panizo, mm-hmm. yeah, and then Alex. Um, yeah, I've had her on a few times. I had a show before this, um, like last year or so. Um, interacted with her, done, done some things with her regarding Messi and Intermame. You've been but, talking to the yeah. right people, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Alex Winley but, uh, is great. Franco is, yeah. is awesome. Franco, we constantly give Franco props because Franco is that we, we like to refer to him as the only pit bull. And I mean, I don't mean to, to down talk everybody else in that room, but we, we kind of criticize the reporters for kind of throwing softball questions. Franco's mm-hmm. the only one that kind of goes for the jugular. So we appreciate Franco for that. Yeah, it sounds like you need that, right? For sure. Yeah. Well, it's definitely something that you need, and and now it's going to be probably even more prominent, especially with more reporters being in that room than ever before. I mean, I, I was going to show you guys a clip. Uh, there's There used to be only like one or two people just watching practices. Now there's like, you can count the Wu-Tang was- Clan like 40 times. <laughs> <laughs> there was 200. There was 200 at the live training on Tuesday morning. So going from five or six to 200, big difference. Big difference. Huge. So it's definitely been a, a change over here, but we're all for it, man. I, I'm, I'm welcoming it. I welcome all bandwagon fans and, and I, well, to an extent. And if you guys want to get into that at some point, we can. But it, we're happy, man. It's, it's hard to bring us down right now. Did you see? Did you go to the, the messy presentation? I went to oh that, to that gosh, mess. Dude. I went to that mess. Yeah, it, I almost got into a fight forward. with a with a fan. I mean, it was it was no. a it was a free for all <laughs> Royal Rumble. You were talking about wrestling earlier. It was a disaster. Yeah, I, I don't want to completely poo poo on the franchise and, and what they tried to do because I think that they had good intentions and they had something. When you looked at the the, the stages and everything that were set up, it looked like they were trying to do something nice. But it's South Florida in July, and although I haven't seen winds and rain like that in a very long time, it was like. The worst case scenario, I mean, it, it it was bad. Like, we had refrigerators flying. We had <laughs> stages being t- torn apart. Like, I don't know if it was a bleacher report sign that was up there. Maybe they had, like, a stage or something. But when I saw the letter R was on the floor, the B was dangling off the stage, it was it was a rough scenario. But all things considered, they, they managed to get everybody out in the stage at, yeah. at 8.30, which was the time that they were supposed to. They had a concert, even though it was supposed to be before the ceremony, it was after. So they, they tried their best to put it together. I don't want to completely poop on them, but, you know, it, it definitely could have been better, but it's, it's all due to the elements. Then you saw um, David Beckham almost slip on the stage. <laughs> I don't know if you guys spotted that. I was watching with my girlfriend on Sunday, and Beckham nearly almost slipped. Yeah, he almost made it. Yeah, this, yeah the, just the video, visual presentation wasn't very good. Audio presentation wasn't very good. I mean, there I've was heard no the audio sound. Yeah, yeah, there's no sound for a good portion of the presentation on stage, but yeah, 
Messi's in town and Messi is in South Florida. Um, I want to ask what are the expectations, but I think we all know what the expectations are. So I guess what, 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 even the least cup is coming up on Friday. What what is Miami's yeah? What are Miami's expectations? Not just for leagues cup, but for MLS and can this team make the playoffs and the Messi open cup? Gets, yeah, open cup, yeah, too. <laughs> well, got his and t shirt and 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 I'll see I'll see you know Danny will probably bounce off of this, but at the the sort of idea I guess the the feel that I get is everybody's just kind of hanging it up for the season. Nobody really thinks that we're gonna make it far into the playoffs or anything like that i think at this point the fan base is just throw all your eggs in the open cup basket right i mean league's cup is up for grabs right but open cup is where we're deep we're knee deep in that so if there's anywhere where we can make sort of a you know an imprint on this league in terms of um you know building up the brand the U.S. Open Cup is is it is what it is, and all the fan base, the entire fan base, are on board with that. What do you think, Danny? Uh, I think I'm the one that goes back and forth with the fan base the most because I still think that the playoffs are long from uh, I do a long shot. I think that they're still attainable. Uh, I mean, not to get too much in the weeds, but there's 12 games left, and seven out of the 12 are <sighs> against teams that we need a leapfrog to get into that ninth spot. It's not just seven teams that make it now; it's nine. And we're only 12 games behind, and we have one game in hand. I'm not saying that we're going to make it. I'm saying that it's silly that the majority of the fan base, you talk to them, they're like, this league's a wash. Just go for the Open Cup. I think that's stupid. Well, it's I mean, not a, if, it's not a wash. If there's any any group of players at this point that could do it, I mean, y'all pretty much got them there, you know. So right. uh, it's not unobtainable. But I think, like, the number – I don't know. We tried to do the math the other day, but isn't it, like, just over two points per match on average or something that you guys would have to, to hit? Like two point I, something. I, I haven't know. broken it down that way, but I, I did look at the numbers. I looked at over the last ten and over the last five. I broke it up into two ways: the average, the average points for the ninth seed. And I, I, I mean, I, I don't have it pulled up right now, but well, and I, I believe it was in the low forties. I want to say forty-one or forty-two points, which we're give or take twenty-four to twenty-six points away from. You win seven out of those twelve games, and you're right there. And and if you tell me that Messi and company can't win seven out of 12 games i'm not saying they will but don't tell me that they can't that, that's right. all i'm saying yeah. i'm not saying it's gonna happen but why is everybody discounting it and then everybody's like yeah. no don't worry the open cup the open cup the open cup we're playing in cincinnati against the best team in the league how is everybody convinced that we're gonna be cincinnati in cincinnati yeah but the playoffs are lost it's like shut everybody's up like, you guys you guys sound like nonsensical it makes absolutely no sense what people are saying <laughs> to me yeah people started drinking a little early thinking about that and i hate cincinnati by the way <laughs> you know that's that's one of the teams that like you get on this podcast and we're like all right it's cincinnati whatever we've had a fairly decent run against them in the past thanks to our our good friend joseph martinez light the candle tommy um <laughs> scored scored a goal of the year against I them got a pink, i even got the pink lighter for oh it. my god Ooh, nice. much appreciated nice touch. The respect uh nice touch I don't know why Chris hates go. Cincinnati so much. We we hate Orlando. It's because that goalie, that goalie is a piece of garbage. Try not to curse on your program. <laughs> You're, You're talking about selling tunnel, right? Not a guy, Alec Khan. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that guy. Oh my goodness. That guy that I just I just couldn't stand seeing him get so excited off of a tie. And I get it. You get a tie away, like you're super happy about it, but 
get out of here with that. Yeah, no, we get it. You, you get up here and you start trying to talk about, oh, the Red Bulls are cool or Charlotte's cool or Nashville's cool, then, I don't know, we might have to start shooting or something. But, yeah, <laughs> Cincinnati, we're whatever about them. But, but yeah, for real, though, like, you guys – all things considered, like you're not out of the running yet, but I mean, you're what two games away? You're in the semifinals, of the Open Cup. Yep. That could be the quickest way to a trophy for <laughs> I think anybody to come into this yep. league and play two matches and get a trophy. It's it's wild. It is. Champions it's, League's big for you guys, right? Like, well, that, I mean, big that, for that's the league the, too. That, that's the ultimate goal, honestly. A, a league's cup, as long as we end up at the top three, I think. The fan base is happy because we want to play international games next year, especially with the yeah. squad that we have. Yeah. So that that's going back to Sydney with his expectations. I don't know about expectations, but the goal is to somehow qualify for the Champions League, right? Because that that's the goal. I think that MLS Cup, even though I don't think this season's a wash yet, I wouldn't say that that's uh, necessarily a goal. It's going to take a while for these for these guys to gel. And let's say hypothetically they don't make it past the first round of the League's Cup, they play two games and then they're off for another month. So it's mm. going to take them a while to gel. So I, I, I think it's good. No, I was going to say, if they make the Champions League or Champions Cup, as it's going to be known, I can't wait for Messi to yeah. play on some, like, at some 5,000 or 10,000 capacity stadium in Jamaica, <laughs> in the pouring <laughs> rain or something like that, or in Costa Rica or something like that. I mean, he's going to play on a baseball insane. field within the next <laughs> calendar year, so it's not that out of the question. <laughs> well, the way MLS is protecting Messi, though, they might make him construct a new stadium just for him. Yeah. Aren't they? They're not going <laughs> to let you... If you guys want to see Messi they in Atlanta, might. you better figure out a way to, to push some natural grass oh, out man. there. Oh, man. Oh, man. I hope you sold those tickets already, Tommy. Shut <laughs> shut up. <laughs> when I, I'm at that concert, I'm, I, I met Fall Out Boy yesterday, and I start seeing these articles about how Dan Garber wants everybody to start putting grass down for Messi. Get out of here. Like, they don't even do it for the NFL. Like, NFL no teams have been begging no for it. No yeah, I, I good. I did good. Re- then you don't make the playoffs. Then that's what you do. So l- let's you just say bad. you go on a run here and you get to Atlanta. You're gonna just sit messy and just say, you know what? We're not gonna make the playoffs because because Messi's uh, you know special knees can't be playing on it. Get out of here. If he doesn't want to play, luckily that's the fine. game against Atlanta is in September. The one yeah. game that I would question if they sit him out is the final game of the season in Charlotte. Because that yeah. would be the final game of the season. That would be a decision day type of game. And that would be on turf. That is the only time I see that they possibly could play him on turf. That Atlanta game, Tommy, sell your tickets. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just sell them. I don't know, man. We have a bet. We, me and, me and Dan have a bet on it. He wanted to bet me $100. <laughs> I just wanted to bet a beer. That's how complicated it is. Yeah, but your beers cost like 50 cents at your stadium. That's not fair. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, want, I want 15 beers. If we're talking like Inter Miami prices, then we got a real bet going. Right. <laughs> that is $100. Yeah, it's ridiculous down here. Yeah, is it going to be the Hard Rock or Drop Pink, though? U.S. Open Cup, they're, they're considering the Hard Rock for the final. If Houston has to beat Real Salt Lake, and obviously Miami has to beat Cincinnati, they're looking, they won't be playing the final in Drive Pink Stadium. I don't know if it's going to be the Hard Rock, but they are looking to play it in a bigger stadium. And if my understanding is if. If Real Salt Lake wins and Miami has to go to Real Salt Lake, they also want to play in a bigger stadium over there. I'm not sure how that's going to work. I mean, how many people are you going to get out to Utah, right? Like, the only place I can think of if uh, RSL hosts it is 
Utah, the University of Utah Stadium. I mean, I think that's like the biggest. I don't know if they hosted like America First Field because that's like what fifteen, twenty thousand. But there's a good chance. I mean, Rice Eccles Stadium, uh, which is where University of Utah football team plays, that's a fifty-one thousand person venue. So I mean, we'll see. I mean, the Messi effect could have a very big effect on where these matches are played. I mean, granted. There'll be a lot of advance notice needed, but I'm just speculating. Well, there, there's going to be a large contingency of Miami fans traveling to wherever that final is for the fact that it's going to be the first, could possibly be the first cup in our franchise's history, right? Now, I'm not a big fan of the Open Cup in general. I, I just, I'm not a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it would be the first trophy, I definitely would be curious oh. or, or to uh, the prices yeah. to go fly out I there. love me some Open Cup, man. You don't oh, like no, fun? rounds are I so know. fun. I, I think it's so stupid. <laughs> Why though? Because I don't care about beating up on Miami this FC. Is I, I, I prefer. You don't care about beating up Holy Name High School. <laughs> no, look, we 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 beat. Who did we Sorry, beat? We Chris? played we Griffin Tech up here. Birmingham, we beat, uh, Birmingham we beat Alabama. Alabama. Never heard of them, and I will probably never hear their name again. And I, I get it for them. For the smaller clubs, it's cool to play against the MLS clubs. I don't. I, so much so that Don Garber doesn't care about it. Half the teams don't care about it. And then if they somehow miraculously stumble upon the final four, then they're like, all right, let's play our guys. Yeah. I, I, think but all these, I, I don't take it seriously. But all these pro rail fanboys, they love it. Ugh. They eat it up. Like they eat it up like cake, Danny. So like you can't take mm-hmm. that away. They love it. It's not even about I, the- I'm waiting to I'm waiting to see if everybody's against pro roll or some people might be for pro pro oh, well, Okay, well, see that's a conversation. Who buddy? Um, <laughs> it is, it get is. into the weeds with that one, but but going about like pro rail for me, I I'm I could care less. I mean, I think for for USL, like what they're trying to do, it's already the perfect setup anyway. So why not do it? MLS. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the well, local team here, the local team here in the USL, there's like a total of six and a half people that go watch that game. Right. You're like, not going to get the that, lower like super yeah. local teams. That's not going to happen anytime soon. But yeah. For what they're talking about with like the USL, for the most part now, granted, yeah, some are bigger than others. Um, yeah. I mean, like for like up here, we've got Birmingham. That's a pretty big club. Obviously, we got Memphis, which knocked freaking Atlanta out of it this year. So, whatever, <laughs> screw those guys. Um, but you've got, I guess, the infrastructure already set up for a lot of it. So it's like, why not do it? MLS is not going to be there anytime soon. The the lower tier leagues, the you know, Georgia Revolutions of the, you know, or the Villages FC. I mean, uh, you know, down uh, up near Ocala and all that. Like, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Well, all yeah. I know is getting back to what we were talking about with the grass, I did read somewhere that they're planning on temporarily installing real grass on top of the turf. So whether there's any truth or that, Tommy, one time, I think it's coming, Bobby. It's 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 coming. It It's not. That's they're gonna baby down there. They're they're gonna baby Messi everywhere he goes. I mean, the the amount of revenue that that these teams are gonna have from their ticket sales and everything else, they're gonna if they could put clouds on the ground, they would do that. <laughs> like, I'll I'll throw this out there too. Remember that Copa America is gonna be held in the U.S. next year. They haven't yep. announced the venues yet, but I imagine Atlanta will be in the conversation. And it's going to be a quick turnaround to put grass down. I mean, they're going to need to do it anyway before the World Cup. But if Atlanta is selected, I mean, if they aren't selected, it'll, it'll be because they have turf. 
if they are yeah. selected, they're going to have to figure something out with grass in the hurry. And I would imagine there will be maybe some discussion about having that permanently. So it's just, it can happen. Yeah. Shut up, Chris. But, um, <laughs> um, we want to show you this. Shall we show you guys this video real quick? I mean, you guys have seen it, but for those watching on YouTube and we, we need for those listening to the podcast, yeah, well, well, there's some context in there. So, um, Chris, Danny, why not just give guy? some context? Yeah, it's Fridge guy. <laughs> <laughs> give, give us a little, give us a little context before we show it. And for those listening on the podcast, we'll um, post a link in the show notes. But yeah, give us some context. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't have too much context. I wasn't there when it happened. We had a, a so guest cool. on our show on Monday night. And he was telling us about how he saw things flying. Like I told you, we saw some of the stages missing their letters or whatnot because mm. the winds here in July, when it rains, they're you know they're pretty strong. Fierce, you know, this is fierce. this is this is peak hurricane season. So there were materials flying, and a fridge <laughs> came loose and completely took this guy out. Oh my word, dude! I watched this video a thousand lie. times. So if we're, I could just break it down, if we're I could just hunt. break it, if I could just break it down a little bit more efficiency with more efficiency, that guy with the with the poncho was running a cross route, and Ray <laughs> Lewis decided I'm not having any of that. Fritz and Perry. said, "This is it, and we're going fourth down, and you're punting." How many hot dogs were in that fridge? Yeah, at least I'm more worried about the hot dogs than the person. That's insane. And and five hundred and five hundred dollar beers were in there as well. So, <laughs> wow. he got worked. He got. Yeah, when you guys posted that, that video this morning, uh, you know, I I I've been had a busy day at work, and then I see you guys tag us in a video, and it's the Power Rangers, us all as Power <laughs> oh, Rangers, yes. and two parts. When the Black Power Ranger was the fridge, I lost it. <laughs> And then the mouth moved on the fridge. That 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 sent me into like a seizure. And then like I think you changed the words, didn't you? It was like messy monsters or something like yeah. that. No, no, that no, wasn't... no, 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 no. That was the actual oh, words. Really yeah. Yes. Oh, what are the odds yeah. of that? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for making me Tommy the Green Ranger. Happened, I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. You get the you get the proper respect. The proper respect. That that day, yeah. I mean Sunday, it was it was a literal circus. It yeah. was a literal circus. I mean, if I wish I, I think I'm only thankful for being in the experience for the experience because that was it was a complete it was a complete disaster. And Danny was just a guy that got left on planet Earth before it completely imploded. So yeah, no, I, 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 I myself and 700 people bum rushed into the stadium. We didn't get checked for any any weapons. We could have walked in with bazookas, yeah. right? There's a video of that. Uh, they didn't even check our tickets, so we had 100 people that walked in and had free seats. Danny, on the other hand, is on the other side of a gate waiting for or for pieces of food because he's starving. Yeah, they they the people that bum rushed got in. Everybody else was left out in the rain. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't completely knock Inter Miami too much, but it, it, it was poorly. You couldn't predict that that rainstorm. Nobody saw that coming. Even in the weather report, it didn't say that it was going to be that crazy. Okay. I don't know where that came from, but I do think that they should have prepared better. I gave an analogy, and Tommy, I don't know if you guys are into wrestling, but I know Tommy is. WrestleMania, I go to WrestleMania, and if it's a stadium, they always have 
those pillars that are always obstructing my view of the ring and then that big thing over just in case it rains. It never rains, but they have it just in case. And I, I felt like they should have been a little more prepared. But again, this was all put together in, in a matter of two or three weeks, if that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, try like, I'm trying my best to give them the benefit of the doubt. I get it to a degree, but I'm also like, this is messy. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get anybody bigger than this ever, nope. ever. Nope. So like, and, and you've obviously got the money. Like, it's not like it's a money thing. So you, I mean, obviously you guys live in Miami. I have a family in Miami. I've got family all over Florida. We're in Florida all the freaking time. You can't drive an hour through Florida without hitting a freak rainstorm. It just happens. Mm -hmm. Like you should mm -hmm. know this. You yes. should know this. Mm -hmm. I'll say it because I'm not a Miami fan. Mm -hmm. Y'all could have prepared better for this. That's wild. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Okay. Like, and it was actually really funny. I wish I could pull up the screenshot. When the thing kicked off, I pulled up the weather radar of Miami and there's, it looked like a little miniature hurricane sitting on top of you guys. And I'm like, yeah. dude, what are the odds of this crap? Yeah, no. Look, I've been there for weather relays plenty of times. Never has it rained or the wind been as bad as it was on Sunday. First time in three years, right? Because the first year, it was, it was 2020, not many fans out there. In three years, it's never been that bad. And, you know, but I'm glad that it happened because hopefully they'll be better prepared from here on out. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, before we get to the hard question, because I told you guys to be prepared. I hope you have the whiteboard ready. I just want to congratulate you. Well, actually, it's condolences. I think this is the first time all transfer window. You guys have been on here now for 24 minutes, and you guys have not signed a player. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, Jordi Alba just got boarded his flight, so I don't know if you count that as news in the transfer window. I mean, he's he currently on, on a Spirit, Spirit Airline. Jordi Alba, glad. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Tini. No, I was going to say real quick, I'm glad that MLS is chartering team flights this year because imagine Messi on a Spirit Airlines or American Airlines or Delta <laughs> flight. I just wanted to say that real quick. Sorry, go ahead, Tommy. <laughs> yes. How in the hell do you keep signing players, and how many DPs do you have, and is it more than you had when you guys got sanctioned? Every, everything is by the book. <laughs> everything is by the book. No, I, I, I laugh because I've gotten this question so many times. So yeah. what? there's three DPs. It's Campana, which I think you guys more or less know, Messi and Busquets. Those are the three DPs. In the beginning of the season, it was Campana, Pizarro, and Gregory. Gregory, everybody was surprised that he became a DP, but apparently in his contract, he gets a raise Happy every overnight. year. And, yes. it, and it just randomly bumped him above the 651-250 that give, makes you a DP player. Once he got that bump, all of a sudden he's a DP player, but I guess they knew this was coming in the summer, so they just kind of just let that fly and figured they'd buy him down with GAM money. That's what they did. They bought him down with the GAM money, not a DP player. Got a DP spot open. That's Busquets. Pizarro, you guys heard, we bought him out. He is now in Greece. That's another DP spot open. Signed Messi. So those are Wait, three Was DPs. he bought out or was it a yeah. mutual termination? I'm sorry. Was, no, you're right. Yes. It was a mutual. We still have that yeah, buyout for somebody else. So I'm not sure what they're planning to do with that buyout. But How did they that do buyout that? In the How did they convince a guy that was making obviously a decent amount of money, right? Like I don't know how we did this with the player too, but he wasn't making anywhere close to that money. We we Emerson Hyman was a player that 
we were going to figure we were stuck with and he was gone. But like you convinced a guy a pretty decent amount of money. Hey, you, we let's just just stop getting paid and you don't get to hang out with Messi either. Well, well, and uh, he wanted to stay for free. He wanted to stay and not get paid, which is the craziest part. I mean, imagine <laughs> that. I mean, MLS isn't going to allow it, but imagine Garber. No, Garber would team. allow it. Oh, you want to stay here for a dollar <laughs> to hang out with Messi and friends? Done. Dude, this guy was getting yeah. paid three million yeah, dollars. Oh, well, that's man. what I was going to say. It was three million dollars, but half the season's over, so he's already gotten half that money. So what he lost out on was half of that, and then the Greece season, I think, is just starting now. So he's going to get – I don't know how much he signed for over there, but he wasn't going to get a new contract with us. So he no lost way. out on that 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 one and a half mil that he had left right now. But he might have signed a larger contract. I have no idea how much he's making over there. Out of sight, out of mind. I don't really care. But I, I don't know what they gave him over there. But he – mutual termination. So as far as DPs go, we are good. Now, I know you guys are talking about all these U22 players that we're signing. Every team gets three of them. And yeah. this is essentially three more DPs. Is that yes. right? Just three, not four? No, we get four, guys. We get four. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, you, That's what, why what, Ibarra, there no, was yeah, the Ibarra rumor of Ibarra lead, right? coming. Well, that, that's where those, those three players are coming. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with Inter Miami at all, but we had six homegrown academy players playing for us right before the break. Yeah. That's yeah. how bare bones our roster is. Everybody's like, but how do you guys get all these players? Because we had nobody on our team. Yeah. Why do yeah. you think we lost 11 or seven in a row, uh, uh, eight out of the last 11? Because we had all nobody. Of- we, we were saving up for this summer transfer, and now we just used all that allocation money that we've gotten from trades for uh, Lewis Morgan, Pellegrini. Uh, who Bryce else? We shoot somebody else up. Well, Bryce Duke. All we did was just start trading off over the last two players, players and got allocation money back. And now we're putting it into use. Yeah. Um, and the, I, I and, did and my work. Big, uh, and the bigger players, by the way. Oh, let me see. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a good calculation. Yeah. <laughs> you got to show us your work. Right. <laughs> show us how you got there. Sure. <laughs> so, I um, mean, I. I only I, used one I finger to, to write this. Just one finger. And. And let me just mention something before you get to before you get to it, Sydney. But uh, a lot of our better players all went down with injuries. I mean, we're talking about like four or five players. Yeah. So the fact that Danny is mentioning that we literally went bare bones. I mean, I imagine that these six academy players are all playing for you know a happy meal and and a five dollar coupon at this right. point. That's why we were able to have enough money to be able to float things around, Sydney. Yeah, and I was going to hit on this real quick. I actually saw the match where they uh, played like six academy players like you were talking about. But um, yeah, I actually cover MLS for MLSsoccer.com quite regularly. And yeah, the um, interim head coach was talking about, listen, we we weren't playing these guys on purpose. We had to because, you know, we had no choice. So yeah, kind of we're back into a situation where you know they had to put out five kids six kids and they gave a really good account of themselves against dc united and morales morales is saying you know they had dc has dps we don't and yeah he's super proud of them um for playing to that draw and yeah again really often this is necessity not because 
they wanted to, but yeah, again, because they had to. Um, gotta talk about Joseph. You know, we haven't hit on him that much during this interview. Um, how do you think he fits into all of this? How do you, we? I had to laugh kind of because I saw him talking to Messi um, during the training a couple of days ago. So how do you think he fits in? I imagine the mood is with Tata that Messi can really elevate Joseph's play even more. And how do you think they'll get on in the locker room? And how do you think Joseph makes out in the end? I mean, he left rather controversially from Atlanta, but how do you think he makes out? It's like 10 games left in the season plus Leaks Cup. I mean, what's, what's kind of the scoop on him down there? Joseph said that he got goosebumps when he met Messi. That tells me he respects Messi enough where he's going to be on his best behavior for the next 12 to 15 games. I like that you I, have I, to say his best behavior. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> and look, he hasn't, he hasn't really acted out necessarily, but you can see it in his mannerisms on the pitch that he's starting to get aggravated. And it's been a crappy season altogether, so I understand. He's had a bad run, and the team in general has had a bad run. But you ever heard that Evanescent song? The the you know what I'm talking about. Wake me up inside. That's that, Messi is bringing the life back <laughs> into a lifeless Joseph. My, that's stuck and in my head it, now. Thank it, you. It's it, it, yeah. Well, I, you're welcome. And I hope you you imagine Messi bringing Joseph just back to life because <laughs> it's happening. And and I see it when I when I watch Joseph because I binge watch Joseph highlights when we first signed them just so I can get hyped up about it. And the majority of his goals are. Being at the right place at the right time, which is a skill, right? I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from him. You need to know how to be and where to be and how to be, break that back line. But a lot of them were tappings. He knows how to get to the open space. And now he has the perfect person to give him that service inside the box. So I do think that they're going to be linking up. And if if anybody was going to salvage Joseph's career, at least for half a season, I think it could be messy. So I'm expecting big things from Joseph. So, now that I'll throw this good. out there too, just because uh, I hate to break it to you, but Joseph losing his mind on the pitch, that's nothing new. That's not because Miami's playing bad. That is Joseph Martinez, man. He was doing that in 2018 yeah. when we won the cup. If somebody did something stupid, he was pissed. That's <laughs> how he is. Well, and, I, and I'll tell you, this is to me, and, and maybe Danny can double down on this, but to me, this is like deja vu from last year because the same complaints that we had with, with Joseph now is the same thing we had with Iguain. You know, I don't know if you guys were keeping up with Inter Miami last year, but the moment we got Pozuelo, that completely changed everything. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's not only do we have a better, you know, center attacking midfielder, but then we also have Joseph, who was consistently scoring goals like a couple years ago. You know, like it's not like, I mean, he's washed if he's playing with a bunch of nobodies, but now he's got Busquets that can give it to Messi and then Messi who can give it to a janitor and he'll be the best scorer in the entire league. <laughs> I'll go play for you guys uh, up top. Uh, hey, you, you'll probably get 10 goals before hey, the year. Let's go. I'm going to get the fourth DP money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think a fourth DP is coming next year, but I, I will tell yeah. you, I, I look at this team and they're going to take a while to gel. I do. I do believe that, but I mean, in the starting 11, right, obviously not counting the keeper, you got 10 spots, and we're going to have five to six new players over the next couple yeah. weeks. Like, that's a lot more quality than what we had just recently. Like, this is going to be a brand new team. Now, how quickly they can gel, I don't know. But there's a lot of quality coming to this 11. So I do mm -hmm. think that if they can 
figure things out quickly. I mean, even with a new fucking coach, everything with a new coach, if if they can figure it out, I I can't see why they wouldn't be able to make a good run right now. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and I think you guys are kind of in the boat that like we are, like we're in. Yeah. Sorry, Sydney, I was just say like, cool. If if you go far in League's Cup, great. But if not, you get knocked out quick. Like you guys could just go and practice and get ready for the the last part of the season. Either way, it's a win win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys are talking about maybe MLS adds a fourth DP next year. And we joked about the roster rules and all that. I'd imagine maybe the next two, three years heading into the World Cup, these roster rules will be pretty revamped as far as how much money teams can spend. Because we talked about it before you guys came on. You know, we joked about the U twenty two spots, you know, DP spots, um the emergency call ups, short term agreements. Uh, with one of our kids down at the MLX Next Pro team that everyone's been clamoring for. The rules in MLS are just so archaic, and they weren't built for a league that is looking to move forward into the next um, decade plus. I know we got to cut you guys loose in just a no, little I'm bit. Good. I'm good. But, uh, yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah, but I, I can imagine, yeah, this league is going to look a lot different rules-wise in the next five years. And again... With Copa America coming, and it'll have CONCACAF, so a lot of eyes will be on the U.S., Canada, Mexico. Um, a Copa America World Cup, of course, 2026. Women's World Cup, possibly. 2027. Next, 2027, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think on this country, soccer-wise, yeah, it is. I want to keep I this out of the cap, though. Yeah, I I feel like it's absolutely necessary to keep a salary cap just to keep it as American as possible, right? Like, we don't want to just blast things open because then guys with deep pockets are just going to come through and get 100 messies. So the changes changes that are coming are inevitable. And in reality, I think it's great because it's going to challenge a lot of the teams to sort of pony up and be like, hey, we want to get some of the better stars across the pond, right? I I don't think... I don't think teams, honestly, I don't think that a year or two from now, I don't think teams like in the New York market, in Atlanta, in Los Angeles, uh, in, in all the major markets, I don't think that they're going to have any trouble getting really good players from overseas. But right. then we're talking about bettering the league in total, you know, so the changes are going to come for sure. Yeah, even if, you know, MLS does take away the salary cap, which, you know, they probably don't. I mean, just because... If you spend a lot of money, I mean, that doesn't guarantee anything. I mean, look at baseball. I'm a big New York Mets fan. Mets spent like the most, they have the highest payroll in baseball history, and they're like under 500. So I agree with spending that. Money, but, but, spending money is not guarantee that your team was going to be good. But who <laughs> but I see what you're and, saying. And I see what you're saying. Pays, pays yeah. two 40 year olds to be their aces. Like, come on. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> but no, you guys see where I'm going with this. And, um, yeah, maybe that salary cap is needed to keep that American aspect sure. and to make it a you know, better playing field or much more level playing field um, where, you know, you can't spend money, but you can't, you know, spend as much money as you want. And and how American would that be to be like, we're still going to cap it and we're going to be better than you in five years. Right, Tommy? I know you're going to say something yeah. before I cut you off, but I mean, 
how American is that going to be? Like, we're so much better than you and we're capped. We're not going to be better than anybody else. I'm just saying that. I know, but like, still, like, we. Our, our draw is the parody. I think that that's what people are, are eventually going to, at least here in this country, they're going to like because teams like Real Salt Lake are going to die if we just get rid of the salary cap because Neymar isn't going to go play in Real Salt Lake and they can't. <laughs> what, who are they going to pay? Like, I, I, I get that. Some Inter Miami fans don't care because there's a good chance that we would be one of those like top teams spending money wise and all that. But I, I enjoy the parody. I enjoy that. Yeah. I do. That there's 12 games left in the in the year. And I'm like, we still got a chance. Like I, I, I enjoy all these things. And I think that if you get rid of that parody, it, it stinks because everybody loves the EPL. And don't get me wrong, I, I watch the EPL and I watch La Liga. But there's been what I think it was three champions over the last 10 years in the EPL. There's been three champions in the last 10 years in La Liga. There's been one champion in uh, the Bundesliga. Like, <laughs> why? They were so close this year, though. And, <laughs> yeah, I know. But they've convinced people that, hey, don't worry. At least you can maybe not get relegated. You get to keep playing with the big boys. Go ahead. Make sure that you don't get relegated. Or maybe you can win this FA Cup. Let's dangle that in front of you. Like, come on, man. Like, everybody wants to win the big cup. And, and, and it's impossible for most teams. And I think that's unfair. And I, I wouldn't want that for them unless. Yeah, and like people, people say people like fantasy GMing, right? Like, they're like, like they'd be able to figure this stuff out. Like, everybody's trying to fantasy GM you guys right now and try to figure out how this all fits, right? And, you know, you have so many new fans coming into this league and you want to be you want to be able to sit down with somebody and explain to them maybe in ten minutes how the entire salary cap system works. Unfortunately, you need ten days currently to be able to have people understand all the different positions. You know what gam is. You know how do you get it? Um, can, can you print fake gam like Miami does? All these different things like that's <laughs> they get monopoly money floating around somewhere. Right. <laughs> get yourself a good general manager like Chris Henderson, and he'll make the allocation money appear. And if you have any new fans listening to you guys, we dropped a couple of episodes on the Battle Heron's channel explaining GAM, TAM, DP, and just the mm -hmm. rules in general. So it so, was, was very good. I, I love listening to that. Yeah. Thank you. So I know you guys got to go. I know you all got something. I want to hit oh, really quick. We got, we got our show, but no, don't worry about it. Anything that, well, that you, you want asked, we'll answer. We all right. Well, I'm going to run through just a couple quick ones, and you guys, we can do it rapid fire. That way you guys can, can get ready for yours. Go grab you a beer or whatever you got to do. Um, Edgar, who is, is another guy that covers the galaxy. So he's out on West coast time right now, uh, has a podcast as well. Any word about Eden Hazard? Uh, oh, no truth to dead. that. Yeah. There's no yeah, truth to that. Dead in the water. There was, there was no, there was no contact made or anything. Okay. So that's all right. Mm. Um, there's some Luis Suarez. Suarez I think I saw in that was asking in the chat too. Bruno yeah. was asking Suarez. There's a little flirting going on from what I see. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't listen. I don't know how we're going to make it work, but I think that's when you're going to see your first MLS change. Uh, yeah, I, I think that he does come in January. Um, my understanding is that his contract is done by the end of this year with Gremio. Mm. Now, uh, some people are saying that because we have that buyout option, that buying out Campana is an option and then signing Luis Suarez. That is but true. That, that, is, that is not an option because... If we get rid of Campana and sign Suarez to that DP spot, then we lose those three U22s, which we are using to fill up our roster. So buying out Campana is no longer an option. The only way we can get Suarez is if they were to somehow magically make him come and sign for a TAM deal, which I highly doubt that he'll sign and, for and that. Doesn't Grimio, don't they have some kind of like 
70 million buyout clause yeah, or something stupid. like that. And then they have like yeah. an anti-compete call. I don't even know. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, like, yeah, because if because if you were to randomly retire and then decide to come back, yeah, he can't come play for that's what it was. MLS or into Miami. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot to sink your teeth into regarding regarding Suarez, I think. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Really unintended. Over here. Had to do it. <laughs> um Oh, I just got it. It took me a minute. Oh, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. Ah. <laughs> um, I, I'm just double checking because we had we had a handful for you guys, um, and a lot of people are just look, they're they're hating on you guys cheating. That's all I'm saying. I'm <laughs> I can I, mean, I can if, see that that I can see it looks like we're playing with monopoly money. I can see that. Hey, you know, That's from a, the outside in, for sure. Also, we we have had our own fair share of talk about our technical director and how he handles money. And he throws it at anybody. So I think the way you guys explained it, actually talking about how you guys have been playing with a bare bones roster, legitimately, like even though it's still a little funky, uh, you guys. It doesn't you know, smell as funky. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, yeah. And and to, to real quick to that point, Lewis Morgan has been playing very well in the Red Bulls. We were we didn't understand why we got rid of him. We got a lot of allocation money back, but at that point, I'm like, who the hell cares about allocation money? Julian Carranza has been balling for Philly. Why the hell did we get rid of him? Wasn't playing that great, but we got rid of him for allocation money. It makes no sense. Bryce He's killing Duke. it in Philly. Yes, Carranza. Bryce Duke. This is the future of our 10. He's our future 10. Why are we getting rid of him for Kamal Miller and allocation money? Now it all makes sense. This is why we kept getting allocation money. And our fan base was like, what the hell are we planning to do with all this allocation money? We need players. Well, we had to wait a while, but this we got him. And, and I understand that it smells fishy. But if you really break it down, it, it's all right there in front of you. They collected the allocation money over the last couple of years. They deferred it to this summer transfer window. And we're using those basically 60-P spots if you count the U22s. Bruno he throws the money like he's at Magic City. Uh, Tommy, you want to – I don't know if you guys – I don't know if you all understand that comment. I, I, we had Tommy explain Magic City to us. Okay, <laughs> okay good. I don't know how much like Atlanta Rabbit. Good wings, rap, you know, good, wings good ladies. Years. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, um, sw- swaggy P. So we kind of talked about Hard Rock and Miami play matches there. And of course, they're building um, the new stadium eventually. But Alberto's also asking, do you think they play at Hard Rock next year? I don't think so. I don't no. think so. The, the, the owner of that stadium completely hates completely hates everything that has to do with inner miami and mls like mm. he wants Who's absolutely nothing to do with that it's uh steven ross oh, is he a douchebag I, I i keep hearing that he hates mls and, and Miami. i'm not sure why that would be but my understanding like in the is ricardo that, silva hates mls kind of way like you, or? you hate money though well well, well that's, that's the, the thing, thing. <laughs> the, the open cup that's where a lot of people are speculating the Open Cup final will be played. So I'm not sure how they would figure that out with Steven Ross still running. I mean, he's still going to be the owner from here two months from now. So I don't see why everybody's saying that he hates him so much, if that's the rumor going around. Maybe it is. But I can't imagine that they would play it over there because then you have to – because Steven Ross isn't going to just let you play over there just out of goodwill. You're going to have to pay him, right? You're going to have to give up some concessions, some parking some ticket sales maybe. So I, I don't see where the business, where, where that kind of aligns business-wise. I mean, fan base-wise, great because the ticket prices would be a lot cheaper. But 
it's going to take a lot of hours in a meeting room and a hell of a business deal for that to happen. Yeah, I, and I don't think and the happening. way that I see it, and the way I see it is, we're going to be getting our new stadium in about two years and change. So I'm just wondering if it if it's even an advantage to move it to Hard Rock Stadium when you already have Drive Pink and you can basically open up the new stadium in two and a half years. That that sucks because that's the end of Messi's contract, right? Yes, he's two and a half with an option for a, for an extra year, or not for a third. So, I can't imagine that stadium opening without Messi, though. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. But I think that it'll somehow it'll happen where where he's still playing. Yeah. Um, guys, y'all got a show to get to. I know it. I appreciate y'all hanging out. No, we appreciate you guys having us on. It was always yeah, a good time. For having us on. Welcome anytime. Are y'all coming up here in September? Oh, I wanted I to. I've, to. I, I've I've told Tommy that I've been dying to go see just to. I've wanted to go just to see the stadium. It looks yeah. beautiful. It's pretty sweet. And then. Just to go ahead and buy the the thirty five cent beers, beers. yeah, and, and then the and nineteen twenty prices over there, and, yeah, and then they pay you to buy their pizza. It's it's ridiculous what you guys got <laughs> going over there. So I've been looking forward to going over there, but now with the messy thing, I'm sure the tickets are going to be way too expensive. So I'll just stick to yeah, watching at home. Yeah, but hopefully one day Casual I get to go. Fans. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Atlanta. We gotta go see the Falcons or something up there. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if you're gonna go, you might as well go see the team that it was built for in the first place. I'm just saying. Sure. I mean, that, it, this is true. This is true. <laughs> you guys all Falcons fans? No, I'm a Bills fan. Uh, yeah, I am. I mean, Bills. yeah. After the Super Bowl, though, I can't well, take if, the heartbreak anymore. Though, if we're talking I rooting, basketball, I was rooting for the Falcons in the Super Bowl a few years ago, though. Oh, thanks. Well, they Cindy had a good team. That, that really helped ago. us. Right. If we're ever talking basketball, I just want to let it be known that Trey Young is still not valid. So oh my God. you have to understand, Chris is a Knicks fan. Chris is a Knicks uh, fan. Yeah. Still not valid. Still I, not yeah, valid. how'd that work out for you last Hey, you know played. what's funny? Every time that they have played, Atlanta has played a New York team this year, they have had something to do with Trey Young in the bins. They, they brought him in to hammer the Golden Spike one time. I think we played, what, was it New York City? Really? Yeah. yeah. Red Bulls. Was I like Red Bulls? that. Yeah. yeah get him where it hurts. The city hates him. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, they do hate him, man. They're always talking about his hairline and stuff. <laughs> oh. The best part was is like, like they show, like he showed up in WWE, like in the yes. in New York, like Chan, you know, like <laughs> no, he embraced the, it. The he embraced oh, it. Sure. Oh yeah, he was great. The villain. He, he's a good bad guy, man. Yeah. He's a good. He's a great bad guy. He, he's a yeah, good man. I, I, yeah, he's the, the new Reggie Miller for New York. Yes, <laughs> and 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 everybody plays up to the Knicks, so like it's completely not fair. Shut up, nobody everybody cares about the Knicks, dude. Everybody <laughs> plays up for the Knicks, Danny. Don't even do that. Don't even do that. Oh. Yeah, you, you, you're you're still watching the Brooklyn Nets. They got like five custodians playing a game. Okay, <laughs> this is like watching my parents fight. This is awkward. Oh, yeah, it is rough being a Nets fan for sure. Uh. <laughs> well, thank hey, guys, you guys. Man. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, we yeah, really man. appreciate it. Yeah. Y'all got to appreciate you guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank we'll see if, if I get to run FIFA with you guys at some point. Yes. Yeah, I was just told that um, I've got to update my Xbox, so I'm taking a GoFundMe for anybody who wants well, to help me. Well, this <laughs> year we get to, to get crossplay. Oh, no, is that for Madden? Was it no, FIFA it's for Madden. They have crossplay, but you can't play on like, the old Xbox yeah. and the new Xbox. Like, like the Xbox you have to play One. On, like, I've got the, I've the same generation. The Xbox one. Oh, so okay. I'm try- I want to get an X, a Series X. And I'm just not yeah. there. I just don't have it yet. But I'm gonna get there. So I'm taking I'm taking donations. Well, 
You let me know. I'm down. I'll beat you in Madden, FIFA, 2K, NHL. We should do this. I'm, I think we do game, dude, I'm not even going to try to argue. We, we talk about Halo. It's a different story. Yeah. I, I rock PlayStation? All, all five sports. PS5. Dude, I'll, right, I'll look like somebody on acid trying to play Madden. <laughs> I haven't played that in freaking 15 years, man. If there's crossplay, Daniel, we'll have to bit. do uh, – we could do a stream or something. I, I play yeah. Madden and uh, – you let me know. I got Aaron Rodgers now because I'm a Jets fan, so I'm I'm good. We have Desmond Ritter. Okay, get these guys off. <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> All right, guys. All right, thanks, guys. thanks for having us. Appreciate, you. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for coming guys, on. Yeah. Messy sucks. <laughs> Just say it every time I leave their show. Just messy sucks. <laughs> Do not say Inter Miami just signed Ronaldinho. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw him um, at the Atlanta Silverback Stadium. It was like Ronaldinho and friends, and yeah, he was there. So that was fun to watch. But yeah, fun stuff with the better Heron guys. Yeah, good guys. Good, good guys. I mean, Tommy, you've been on there a few times. Um, we knew it was going to be fun. That's mm-hmm. that's part of it, and. It's a little different of a vibe, right? We would normally have the MLS guys on here, but yeah, thank you, Edgar. I'm so glad Edgar's somebody a, somebody knows knows ball around just here. Tyler Pilgrim. Yeah, <laughs> what position got, would you play, though? I'm dude. I'm playing up top. Are you kidding me? Messi's gonna literally serve me a ball on a platter. All I gotta do is like throw a middle finger up at it. And I'm gonna score a goal. I don't have to do anything. Don't strike it. I'll hand you guys water. Joseph. Hey, I'm here for it. <laughs> Wonder if Joseph stays after the season. I was going to ask those guys, but we were running out of time. Like, you know, because he wanted a two-year contract, and I think you know they only gave him one. They gave him one with an option. Well, yeah, I'm curious if they pick up that option or renegotiate, and you know, he takes even more of a a cut at that point, just because you're playing with some pretty damn good players. Dude, I love Joseph, but if he can't get back to his form with this team. He ain't gonna get there. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. He ain't gonna no, get I there. Agree. Well, let's see how quick they mesh, right? I mean, that's what they talked about. Like, how how does this end up working out? You know, it. I think yeah. that this is gonna work out okay, right? Like, I think that you know they're. I I think they're gonna get close to the playoffs. I think decision day could be must watch TV for them and. That's that's really what we're looking at because my argument to these guys were last time is MLS has paid a lot of money. They're they're giving Messi a ton of money, right, for every subscription. Adidas is giving them money. Like I wonder if there's even anything out there, conspiracy Tommy talking, that says like, hey, if Miami makes the playoffs, we'll throw you some cash. We'll throw you some money here because you know, this is this is big, right? You're you're launching this new playoff format, right? The best of three. So you're, you can have three extra games, potentially, mm-hmm. at least, or two, I mean, two at minimum, of, of watching Messi in the playoffs. That could get subscribers there just, okay, kind of keeping an eye, like, let's, let's, let's order Apple next year, because that's Miami's year, right? All of a sudden, Messi no. makes the playoffs, people are throwing their credit cards out, buying whatever the playoff package is just to be able to see if Miami can somehow pull it out and, and go far here. So I, I think they go for it. The, the question is, is how much of a break do they give Messi? You know, Atlanta's going to be, is currently above the playoff spot. Who knows where they're at at that point? But you, 
he's going to need to play. If they need to pass Atlanta up, he should be playing that game. I think the big thing for MLS, too, is they want to keep people interested in the league year-round. I mean, the playoffs, obviously, are unique to MLS. You don't see that anywhere else in the world except, like, for example, the UK promotion relegation or promotional promotion playoffs in the UK. Um, but as far as top flight, you don't see playoffs. And MLS's challenge is getting people to buy in from day one, right? You may have that late adoption rate later in the season, when playoffs start, when the playoff races heat up. And that's why parity is so important. Like, we already talked about the other leagues in Europe. Um, Scotland <laughs> is another great example. It's been like Rangers and Celtic for like the past 20 years, literally, have won the league. And that's what MLS is different. That's why MLS is different, the parity of the league. How many different champions have MLS produced in the past decade? And I think that's a real point of pride for MLS in that the parity is so strong and you need only one or two players to really change your fortunes. So again, how can MLS capture people's attention from start to finish? I think Messi does that, especially in 2024, Tommy, like he said. People are going to be watching Inter-Miami saying, okay, they have Messi, they have Busquets, they have Alba, they have perhaps... Maybe Suarez doesn't look like it's going to happen, but you're going to see this team and be like, okay, what is Messi and his group going to do? And yeah, it's going to get so many eyes, not just here in the U.S. and Canada and Mexico, but around the world. Like anyone, anywhere can see this. So I think that's going to be the big, big selling point. And MLS and Apple is just going to be leaning in so hard to get people to buy season pass and now, obviously, the more season pass subscriptions they sell, the better. That's because, and that will lead to more money in Messi's pocket too. And really, I would say a rising tide situation for the rest of the league. So, yeah, I mean, I think though what you're going to see because there's been this whole hint of like I think it was supposed to be today MLS having this roster rules meeting or whatever they're going to have. Um. I hope for my own mental sanity that nothing changes with roster rules right now. Because if Atlanta just had to do what they did to Franco Ibarra and then Messi and Busquets and Alba and everybody else, Barcelona retirement squad that Miami is, <laughs> is bringing in, if they change the rules right now in the middle of the summer transfer window, I don't know that I even want to like open up my phone for like a week because it would be an absolute crap show open season. Oh, for sure. Like it's one thing to be like, you know, cause because legitimately like the, the guys, they did a great job explaining like how Miami has gotten to this point financially. Understandably. However, if Miami and MLS sit down today and all of a sudden tomorrow, the, you know, the U22 rule changes, the DP rule changes, the salary cap rule changes, then it's going to look so, to use an Among Us reference, sus, it's going to be so bad, so bad for the rest of the league and, and the fan base, they're going to be furious. So I I think like 
in terms of like Messi, 100%, like the, the rules have to change. The rules have to change at this point. And, and to go back to what they were talking about earlier, like you don't want to take parity completely out of the equation because that is, it is a draw. I like when Atlanta wins all the time personally, but like, I understand why that, you know, this is league is not set up that way. Um, but if you, if you take all of that out, you're losing a lot of draw for this league because you don't have like, you, you've got messy, you've got talent now, but it's still nothing all over the, the scale compared to what you have in the premier league, La Liga, Bundesliga, you know, even Syria, like you don't have that here. And it's going to take a while to get to that point organically. Yeah. Messi is going to bump that up. He's going to make it go a lot quicker. But now MLS is to play the cards right and make it happen organically. Um, I'll the Miami guys in. just sent me a message. <laughs> they they officially announced uh, Diego Gomez as their U22. Of course they So did. they made sure to send that to me because I <laughs> you know, said that they hadn't signed anybody in 15 minutes. I'll throw this out there. <laughs> um, I'll throw this out there too. And we briefly talked about this um, regarding Almada. I mean, he'll be gone soon, but how does Messi's decision affect him? I mean, that's his idol. That's the player he grew up watching. I mean, Messi's a god in Argentina sports-wise. So does that make Almada kind of delay this decision or does he still make the move at the end of the year? And... I feel like he does, but I feel like, too, you know, knowing that this guy, one of his idols growing up, probably his primary idol growing up uh, from a sporting sense, is playing in the same league as him. I think that kind of may um, cause him to hold his ground for a little bit at least and maybe see at least if they can play one match against each other. I'll, let know. me throw this out there really quick. Because, Tommy, I know you got something, too. Um, and I'm trying to scroll down and find the quote. And I may not find it in time. But the interview? Yeah. The first thing is, you know, it hasn't been mentioned in a minute, but, like, Argentine media, and don't quote me on who or what outlet, because there's a ton down there. But somebody down there, and I say somebody, a few different outlets had, had referenced Almada before he came to Atlanta well before he came to Atlanta, when he was still playing at Belez, as the next Lionel Messi. Those are big words. Those mm-hmm. are big obviously. And I, and I do, I, I think they were embellishing. However, there are a lot of things about Almada that echo Messi in terms of his technique and his skill. I'm not saying he's going to go and he's going to do anything Messi did in terms of like you know, the amount of goals scored, the, the the legacy that he left at Barcelona. Like, that's not what we're referring to here. But his the way he plays is very, very similar if you watch the two of them play. The only difference is one likes to drift in from the right to the left because he's left-footed. The other one likes to drift in from the left to the right because he's right-footed. And that's just the way that they play. But they do have a, a similar skill set. Obviously, I'm not comparing Almada to Messi in terms of, like, <laughs> Almada's the next Messi. But it was referenced, right? It was mentioned at one point. But then today, or maybe yesterday, at the skills challenge, and I can't pull it up right now, I don't have it, but Almada mentioned you know, that he came to Atlanta, and he, he had no hesitation, I think is what he said, to come to Atlanta. 
and he's going to put in everything that he's got and he's going to use Atlanta to get better because he does want to make that jump to Europe. So like it, you, you, we've always known, this is no surprise that Almada wants to go to Europe. He deserves to go to Europe. There's no reason to hold him into MLS and saying that he's too good for MLS is not a knock on MLS, right. but it's, a, it's something to, to be celebrated for Tiago Almada. He's that good. Mm. He should be playing in, you know, the NBA, not the, the CBA or whatever, like off brand, you know, basketball associate. He, he's not playing in triple a baseball. He should be playing in the MLB. Like welcome to the show. You don't need to be playing in MLS when you're that good. I'm not knocking him, but he's good enough to go to the premier league or La Liga or whatever. So he said, you know, essentially that Atlanta was and still is the big stepping stone for his career. And he's going to put forth his best effort. And he says that every time we talk to him in the locker room, that all his focus is on Atlanta right now. That doesn't mean that he's not going to go the next chance that, that pops up. If the offer is right, like this thing can happen overnight. So yeah. I still think he's gone in the winter time personally, but it all depends on the offer that comes to Atlanta because they're not going to let him go for nothing. Obviously, it's still right. a business. Right. Yeah. I mean, you just be saw careful the card. To... What's that? Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, be careful how you refer to MLS. <laughs> Calling it the CBA compared to Premier League. Um, MLS but, is the uh, rich version of the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, Tommy, you were just mentioning Mukhtar. Um, yeah. Like Mukhtar, they, they did. I think they uh, rejected like a seven million dollar offer for him, and like that's that just seems low to me. Like oh, I think gosh, that yeah. maybe it's just an initial an initial offer, and they they jump up from there. But you know, you're going to see other teams just try to keep their stars and, and keep building, right? And yeah, I mean, I, I would sure if if Messi told you know Messi and and then we're just sitting in the same room, they probably tell him like, go go to Europe, like make yourself better. You can come back here at some point, but enjoy it while you, while you can right now. And I think he's going to. I think he's going to enjoy being in MLS, making, doing this playoff. I mean, he's enjoying an All Star weekend, which they don't have in other countries, right? So he's enjoying this entire weekend, soaking it all in. You're going to soak in these playoffs, which are probably going to be crazy, which should be interesting. Ooh. Yeah, but. Arsenal jersey. <laughs> I do. I do. I mean, like, look, Bold. when Almada's and, and Yakimak is on the field, it's a different story. But let me ask you guys this super quick. Yeah. yeah. And we don't need to spend too much time on this, but do you feel like the uh, Saudi Arabian League could become a threat to MLS? I know Garber no. said he doesn't think it could, but I mean, no. I think out of principle, a lot of players will skip uh, the Saudi League. You know, considering, you know, the human rights violations and all of that and sort of like, sort of the controversy that has been shrouding that country. So I think out of principle, that'd be a move that a number of players don't make. But Tyler, you said it won't. Tyler, I mean, Tommy, what do you think? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think agree. when there's players that are looking for one last payday, which I think that's what people have said about MLS, right? Like, oh, yeah, you know, you want one last payday. Um, sure, but like as far as like international brand and and staying relevant, I mean I don't know I I don't even know really really what their TV deal is right like I think I've seen I, a couple 
like Ronaldo games, um, but I don't remember like how I saw them. Maybe they were on ESPN for some reason, ESPN Plus. But like mm. a TV deal, you know, staying relevant in the in the eyes of the world, I think is important as well. And unless they get a huge TV contract, I, I don't know if that's something that can really happen with them. And I mean, you just saw Bruno Fernandez reject them. Um, they offered him a huge amount of money to go over there, and mm. and he said no. Like they're trying, they're shooting their shot yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you see everything that's going on with the PGA as well. Like yeah, they're we'll trying to yeah. to buy. I mean, they're it's Pokemon cards, right? Like you're trying to buy the most expensive Pokemon cards um, to, to to acquire over there and, and to get to eyes and get big TV contracts. Like that's the goal, but I I don't see it happening and. I just don't like Ronaldo to begin with. So when I saw that quote, <laughs> I I had some many words about it. Yeah, but he's Ronaldo. A, I hate him. I I'll just say that. Guy. Like he's not going to be a guest on our show at any point soon. He's not coming to MLS. <laughs> so I could say it. Screw Ronaldo. I hate that guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you also never mind. I'm not going to say that. I was referring to another Atlanta player that you might have said some choice words about earlier in the season, but he still might be a guest on our show. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to harken back to those days. Breck Shea? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That would be cool, Better though. Yeah. Especially if we could bring his pet snake <laughs> from Miami. Um, Joseph but Martinez? No, like, Were you getting Joseph I, Martinez on the show? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, that would be cool, though. It would be. That would be I don't cool. see it happening. Oh, I'm running out of people I've talked negative about. It's okay. <laughs> I won't say the name because we, we got to stay relevant. Um, <laughs> no, but... Mm. I, but to the question, though, I think that's the biggest thing that's going to hold the Saudi Arabian League back is you you don't have the visualization that other leagues have. You don't have the TV contracts that other teams have or other leagues have. You, Tommy, I mean, Tommy just said it, but you don't have the draw. Not because you don't have the players. You're obviously getting in the players for sure, but you've got to be able to show them. you got to be able to show them off. And if the only place yeah. you're seeing Ronaldo play is on Twitter on a clip, you know, for 30 seconds out of his entire 90 minutes out on the pitch, like then you're not doing any justice to the league that you've got. The The league is only going to be as good as people can see. And right now, nobody's paying attention to the, the Saudi league. I will say this. I did see something earlier. Saudi Arabian third league or whatever they call it, the, the third tier of their soccer pyramid is looking to pay three to four thousand dollars per month a house and a car to anybody with some kind of soccer talent that wants to go over there and play for their third third tier division so (laughs) if anybody wants to go move to the middle of the desert and play soccer for a decent pay a car and a house then it's apparently an open invite yeah was it Kubo Torres? Are we getting Kubo Torres on the show? <laughs> no, it's not Kubo Torres. He's no. a current player. That's why I can't say it. Jurgen Dunn? I'm going to go back and watch our freaking show from like current. Like, oh, Are we getting Jurgen Dunn? Dunn? It's not current. Shh. He's a, he has a permanent, he has a <laughs> permanent like current. room in the training ground. He was here for two years. If you're here, if you don't have a contract and you've had a, a room in there, you, you live here forever. So he had enough money to add his own addition to the training ground. How much money we paid him. Exactly. Man, you put me on the spot, like saying like trash talk to current player. Like, 
No, it wasn't just you, to be fair. It wasn't just Tommy. It was all three of us said something. And it wasn't that we're trash talking him. We were just talking about the way he looked. The way he... Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Diehard villain? Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it, it hit. It hit. Okay. I'll, I'll mute now and shut up. Okay. I was really hoping it was Jurgen Dom, though. Oh. Or Kubo. I'm waiting for somebody. Yeah, like Bruno's. Bruno's saying, Hosedu? I would never talk negative about no, that better. man. Uh, Gene saying my Tenno prediction was kind of. Have you off. seen these rumors about who's that too? Yeah. Who made that up? Who made those accounts up? I actually, talked to get six hundred followers quick. I talked to the guy because I had a couple of articles that got put on his. Uh, unbelievable, dude! Arsenal just ate him alive. Gabriel Jesus just destroyed. Oh, that wasn't even. That was like a. That was a cross. It was a cross and a shot. Like, what was that? How do you get beat on that? Sorry, the, the game's five minutes in. I'm sorry. I just... What are <laughs> no we Atlanta doing? United no. players are starting. Exactly. Yes, no Atlanta United players are starting. Um, Tyler's no longer an Atlanta United fan. He's an <laughs> Arsenal fan. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry, dude. You just <laughs> we just chipped it over the top, looking for somebody at the far post, and it went in. That's cool. What are you That's doing? Nice Who's starting in that? Tyler Miller in a freaking DC man. God. Rocco's Rios Novo. The way that looked. Rocco's Rio Rios Novo. No, no, is it really Tyler Miller starting in that for MLS? What, is Tyler Miller starting? I don't even look. Was it him or the other guy? Ramon Berkey. Yeah. I don't know. Who, I, I honestly didn't have any checks starting on it, but I just know Almada and Yakamakas are not starting, which is good. A crime. Good. Yeah. I mean, it is good, but it's a crime. No, 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 no. So, yes. Scarves and Spikes here. Your one stop shop for all things soccer related, including the All Star game, which is going on live right now. <laughs> <laughs> What so yeah, it was have? it was the St. Louis keeper, yeah. Sydney. What did you say his name was? Robin Berkey. Berkey, that's right. Yes. You know, just real quick, because I think fans are getting concerned here about the transfer window, and the more I thought about it today was because when we talked about this, I don't know, about a month ago, I think we were hoping to get rumors quick, get players in here fast, and. I think I would have felt that way even more if we didn't have more rumors coming out at this moment. But you have League's Cup coming up. And then you've got the huge, I mean, depending on how far you go here, you know, on your feelings. If this team gets knocked out, you've still got time to get some players in. But you are running out, right? Like, you've got, what, 12, 13 games left? And you're, you want to be where exactly what we were talking about earlier with Miami. You want to get as much... Um, chemistry going as possible to make a run, right? Like, we're not guaranteed a playoff spot right now. We are, you know, we've had a couple bad losses and a couple teams have caught up. Um, the, the lead on the playoff line isn't gigantic at this point. So, yeah, you, you hope that they can bring a couple more players in. And if it's somebody that's out of this country, you've got to go through the entire process of getting the visa, which takes a few weeks, obviously. So it's a concern because, you know, you want them practicing, right? You you need to start building that chemistry. And I guess the, 
partially I'm worried and partially I'm not because I know that you've got a, basically a month before the season gets back up and going. But I am curious on how many moves because they still said still looking for a couple moves. Carlos also mentioned that there's a possibility of a couple players leaving. So I think people's eyes really started perking up when they see leaving and then they see Josetu rumors. Um, mm. Still looking for a striker. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it should it something's got to start popping up here soon, sooner than later. Um, it doesn't seem like anyone's going to be available for League's Cup unless you make a long run. But, you know, Mayamba should be should be ready, I think, by next week, by Tuesday. You would hope. Yeah, you yeah. would hope he is. And, and really quick, going back to before Austin scored and I was having that rant, um, with that Hoseta rumor, I'll just, I'll throw this out there. What the, the person who runs that page said that came straight from Hoseta's agent who he's talked to before. This is not me. I'm just telling you what has been said and what breaking was told news. Directly. Yes. Um, Tyler says, Nope, Nope, Nope. Cutting you off there. I didn't say this. I'm just letting you know what somebody it's out. It's out there it, that it's not Tom Bogart, the mustache. It's Tyler, the mustache or the beard, hey. the beard. The beard's got it, man. Yeah, it's out there that clubs are looking for, or probably look at Hosetu. Um, with multiple European clubs, I imagine lower on the table in like maybe second division or something like that. So it feels like that's the only um, only report that's out there at this current point in time. Um, there's nothing solid, but it looks like um, it's out there. So yeah. I don't know how I- much credence to give it, but... Uh, it, it's out there, um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, silly season. I mean, things will pop yeah. up left and right. So. I'll also say this too: if you look at the way that the lineups for Atlanta have been over the past what month, Hosedo is not featured in the same way that he was. So take that for what it's worth, but you look at the Gutman trade. Right. And what happened with that? He didn't play that match prior. Um, you look at a handful of other guys over the past year, year and a half that have been moved that didn't, they don't play. And, and that's not like atypical. Like that's not an Atlanta thing, but it does lend a little bit of credence to maybe like there is a team that's pretty interested and they're keeping tabs or whatever. We already know. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. What you're paying Hosedu, the fact that you gave him an option. And now, if you're going to get rid of him and make any money off of him, you have to do it right now. You have to. Or, or at least cl- like within the next six months, right? You've got to do it soon. So if you're going to do it, now's the time. Amar Sadich is doing everything that Hosedu can do and then some for like a third of the price, admittedly. Your uh, Ibarra's gone. Sosa, who knows what's going to happen with him, but he's not playing up to standard. But you've got Miyumba that's come in. I don't know that Hosedo is a guy that you have to have on the roster at this point. No. I think no he's way. gone. I think he's gone. I just mean, no, you should not be. He should, no, we, we, it, it, should, it should be moving. I'll, I'll go buy the jersey if you want me to. <laughs> So I don't understand Doug's tweet, though, because I, I saw that and they said, you know, this won't affect our salary cap until next year. But 
maybe I'm wrong here, but if they did move him and said, hey, you know what, you can leave early to go start with your new team, right, to start their preseason or whatever, why wouldn't that affect our cap now? Are they just assuming that we're just going to let him go for free? I don't know, because it seems like people are making a lot of, like, straight comments, right? Like Doug and I think even maybe even Joe said, like, it was gonna, wouldn't affect us until next year. Joe Patrick. But, like, I think that's because they're just assuming that he's just leaving at the end of this season. But if somebody says, I want him now, I'll give you $2.50 just to let him go early. <laughs> like, you take that, right? And that opens up cap space for now. Okay, two seventy-five. All right. I'm... 350 I mean, like, I, I like. I think that's that's a valid point for sure. Like, I think if their offer comes along, you have to take it. It like, if you're trying to make the moves that you want to make, and I'll go back to this: Atlanta in the past, since what, what's that? I don't know. Freaking today is Saturday after the match. They talked about multiple, like not just Pineda, but. Also, players talk about their goal is to make the top four by the end of the, the year. You're not doing that with this roster right now unless you just get lucky. So we already know there's one to two players coming in. They say they have the space as it stands. However, let's just say that the Diego Rossi rumors are true and they got to clear up some space. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Mateus Hosedu go. Um, or a Santiago Sosa go like yeah. that's not out of the question at this point. I don't think so. If it if it is a possibility, and I don't know that there's any player on this roster barring Almada, Yakamakis. My, I mean, I wouldn't even say Miles is in the conversation because, like Miles, like if, if you get a great offer for him, you would take it in a heartbeat because you know he's going for free in six months anyway. I don't think um, they take it. I mean, I don't know, but like at the end of the day, though, there's not really many that are just. You can't hold them here for sure. Like I, I just think, I think the space could be there. And if they're looking for a big name and they just haven't said it yet, I don't know that anybody's off the chopping block. I mean, so would have been moved already. If he if he was, they they would have they would have found something to to keep Ibarra. I, I I don't believe the fact that they say that you know they chose Sosa right. Like he was the he was the one that they wanted to keep. I mean, they say that, but I saw them blink three times when they said it. So <laughs> we know so it's not true. I, you know, I, you don't just remove two starters. And I think that's just what when people watch this Orlando game and they watch what was the game? Oh, New England. Like, yeah, you had two guys, like two normal starters. I know Gutman was benched during the, the New England or the game before that. Um, the Philly game, I think he, he, he sat. But you, you you just lost two of your normal starters, and you, you lost two games two to one. Like it, the world isn't falling on Atlanta United. Are, are we a top four team? No, absolutely not. But you just put this team in a very hard situation where you lack depth, and you just lost two of your starters. Like it, it's it's difficult for any team, right, in a salary cap league to be able to do that, especially when your salary cap has been. You know, not handled as good as it should have been over the past few years. So, right. I don't know if I blame Pineda on on a lot of this stuff at at this point. Like it's it's hard to to where you're going to be, and they played on Wednesday. 
like that that whole situation you know i i, I heard uh jason longshore talk about it you don't you don't set up rivalry games like this if you want if you want manchester united and man city to play against each other you don't have one team play midweek and you have the other team just sit around and wait for them that that's that's not something that you do you want your two teams at the best and i know orlando and atlanta isn't a huge thing in in this league but it used to be right like that was a big thing that they would always show on espn that always get game of the week it's still a rivalry and I just think it was ridiculous that they had one team play midweek and the other not. Yeah, and we can go for hours on this about roster rules and scheduling. But yeah, I, I, yeah, Atlanta may have been at a disadvantage, you know, having to play you know, several match or two matches. You have several matches in the span of eight week, eight days. Um, and you know, Diaz saying can't afford any desperation signings. Um, but yeah, w- it'll be interesting to see what comes of this transfer window and you know don't mistake silence for inaction just because you don't hear anything i've said before um don't assume that nothing's gonna happen i mean because yeah just just keep keep an open mind keep a clear mind about it don't panic because i'm sure the team knows that they need players reinforcements and again, we can go on and on about who's coming in, who's leaving, and all that. But I hate to say trust the process, but maybe trust the process. And let's see who kind of comes in. That's yeah. I think that's where people have the the biggest kind of loaded kind of loaded statement there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Garth Lagerway lends some credence to trust the yeah. process, but I think fans yeah. have been so hurt over the past three and a half years of transfers where they're like, why, why would we yeah. trust this process? Because it hasn't turned out well at all. So mm-hmm. it sort of evolves. Trust the front office. And now people don't trust the front office. Yeah. So, Colonel. Um, I'll throw this out there real quick. Colonel saying Mike Conti, Jason Longshore speculating that inter Miami and Cruz as might take leagues cup lightly helping ATL to get out of the group. I don't know why Miami would take this lightly. I think they'll be stupid to take this lightly because it's a chance to redeem their their year and their season, and it's a chance to show off Messi, right? Like I don't I don't think they would now Cruz Azul. I don't really know. I mean, Cruz Azul's not been great in in Liga MX so far in this portion of their season, so I think they're kind of the wild card. But like, cool if Cruz Azul takes it lightly and Atlanta beats them, and then Miami beats Cruz Azul, and like, cool, like Atlanta moves on and we can we can celebrate. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that Miami is going to take it lightly, though. I'll throw that out there. Yeah. Just as I, a, think like two I just think they would be stupid to take it lightly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I, the comments here, like, you know, I don't trust Boca. We're a mid-level team. We have a good starting lineup. And if you're healthy, I think this team can make a run. We've said yeah. this every week. Like, depending on some of the moves you make, like you lost Ibarra, but Mamba is going to be big there. You still need to shore up your midfield, which is still kind of why I'm surprised. Like they haven't really talked about any more changes. Like you just had to get rid of Ibarra uh, unless they assume that Sosa is going to continue to get better. I mean, Sosa was one of the, I mean, he didn't cover his guy on that Orlando goal on that set piece. Like he, that, that was a big part of that play. There was Sosa not covering his guy. I don't know, like, what they're bringing in. All you're hearing is a winger and a striker right now. Those are the rumors. 
not really hearing any more about the midfield. But we know that the midfield needs to be changed. And what's the other rumor that we're going to bring in a DP? We're going to get him kind of towards that like that line, and then we're going to buy him down next season. I think that's the the rumor currently out there that what we want to do with the DP position. I'm cool with that because if you're able to do that and you say like you're going to move uh, Almada, you will potentially have two DP spots then again next, you know, in the winter to be able to go bring in two more players to, to build your roster. And then you still have Yakamakis um, and then whoever else you bring on. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what happens. And Garth is here, and he knows what know what knows what it takes to win an MLS. And I feel like a lot of people will be more trusting of Atlanta United's front office with him in the fold. But yep. um, I know we're coming up on two hours. I don't know. If hey we're man, wrap up. Or time flies like when you're having fun. It does. Time flies right. when you're having fun for sure. We're busy one. Carvel saying the, the conversation referenced the last thing was was the Open Cup is a better match. Um. What do you mean? I think saying like if you're gonna pick one way into the Champions League. Oh, oh okay. yeah, I agree. In the League's Cup, yeah, but I think if you're Miami, you go for it all, regardless. <laughs> um but it's a good I think it's they want good. MLS Cup. I think they want their I, I would rather focus if if I were them, I'd focus on open open cup for and sure. getting into the playoffs. For sure. Um and, and it's definitely a valid point. So so yeah, I mean, but but good conversation tonight, a hundred percent. Like but thanks, you know, the battered herons guys for coming on. This is uh, a, a a rare Atlanta week off. Now that being said, they are playing next Tuesday against Miami down in Miami. For watch along for that, right? Yep. For Patreon, yeah, we'll be doing a watch along, hanging out, talking, talking about Messi, talking about Joseph, talking about Tata. Anyone else Miami signs in the next five minutes? Uh, yeah, we'll be Overnight. talking about all that. And then what happens Wednesday? We have our show, right? And then we got another watch along that we're going to do. Well, we have a lot. US Netherlands. Yeah, so let's lay it all out real quick. Oof. Real quick. So that way everybody Good, because I... Hold on. I'm going to start Siri so you can start my scheduler. Yeah, I know. For Go real, ahead. dude. I'm like, Please. I'm all over the place. So, all right. I'm going to be at the Champions League matches next Wednesday. If anybody's there, holla at me. I'm a, that's the second time I've said holla in this show. Wait, are you going to be Wednesday? Um, huh? You said Wednesday? For the, the Premier League matches, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, right. That's Wednesday? Wednesday? Yep. Yeah, I feel like, too, we should we should put this all on Twitter. I mean, people follow us on Twitter. Scars, the letter in spikes, and we'll lay it all out for you. But yeah, real quick, just go through. Can like, you tag my wife in this so she knows what I'm doing next week? <laughs> for real. Um, so yeah, we've got all right coming up. We have the watch along for the Women's World Cup, right? What day is that? On Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes, against the Netherlands. We have a regular show before that. Yes. Yes. Seven. But you won't be there, Tyler, right? Because you'll be at the game. Yes, I will be okay. all day at the bins because it's Brighton and Brentford and Chelsea and Newcastle. So what time are those games at? Like, what time does it start? It's like all freaking day. It's like, I don't even know. It's like 2.30 all the way up to like the end of the night because yeah. you got both <laughs> matches. So wow. it's it's a doubleheader essentially. <laughs> yeah, but um, LA United versus Inter-Miami on Tuesday. I yep. watch a lot for that. Watch a lot for the Women's World Cup on Wednesday against the Netherlands. And then Thursday... 
Just real quick, what are we doing? Getting ready for the home match at, against Cruz Azul. Cruz Azul, that's right. Which will be Saturday. The match will be yeah. Saturday. The show will be Thursday. Mm-hmm. So Wait, so are we doing a show on Wednesday and Thursday? We had actually talked about doing it Tuesday and Thursday, and y'all doing the watch along on Wednesday. Oh. I don't know. I've been, it's been busy. We're going to put all this on Twitter for you guys because holy crap, it is a busy week. Yeah, it is. Check Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Starve the letter in. We'll lay it out. (laughs) And we will lay it all out for you. That being said, patreon.com slash scarves and spikes for the watch alongs. We're going to do the women's world cup watch along. We're going to do the watch along for Atlanta versus Miami in Miami for the leaks cup. So we'll have two watch alongs here in the next week. Make sure you, Mm -hmm. you, Come hit us up there. We'll we'll have fun. We're gonna be I don't even know, we're gonna be eating Cuban sandwiches or something for the Miami match. We'll do something. Australia food. I don't know what bath we'll salts in Australia. Or New Zealand food. No, we're <laughs> not New doing Zealand. bath salts. You can if you want. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend that started a bath just, salt business like back when it was like key, honest. like people were zombies running around. Zombies, there. Yeah, in Miami. <laughs> No, in <laughs> Cleveland. And Cleveland, okay. That was the hotbed of the zombie apocalypse, apparently. Uh, apparently. Um, Twitter, Scarves, the letter scarves, and spikes. Letter and Instagram, spikes. Scarves and Spikes. Our website is going to be popping off very soon. We have stickers. Uh, that's one of four that we're going to be selling very soon, so we appreciate you guys' support with that. Uh, Patreon, obviously, we have a lot of content over there as well insiders from the league from mls from all over the place just interviews that you can get other content um just hey man we got a lot going on so we appreciate yep. all y'all support a hundred percent it is it thank is very so well received and known by all of us thank we you so much it. really appreciate yes. it light yes. it up for and there's the candle for, for joseph, joseph. We'll give it away at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hundred percent so yeah, Colonel saying F a busy week. We need a time off. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We have no time off. off. This yeah. is how we roll. All right, we're over two hours. We should get yep. out of here. Yeah, I gotta go. Watch. We, we haven't done a two hour, guys. We haven't done a two hour four, show. Four, baby. God, I got blossom. I was, I'm not Blossoms on the show. Nope. My and Bialik, Jeopardy host, co-host, <laughs> My and Bialik. <laughs> Arsenal's winning two 0 by the way. We what? are the Arsenal. <laughs> I want to um, what the final score will be when people wake up tomorrow. To right now, it's going to be six nil. Six nil. Unless they put on Almada and Yakamakis. <laughs> Their last goal was a big banger. That's my yep. theory. Oh no! God, a bazinga! <laughs> bazinga! End it now! <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See ya. <laughs>